we go. Hi, and welcome to Rich in Relationship. And we are interviewing yet another new video friend of mine, Ruth O'Neill. How are you, Ruth? I'm great. Thanks for asking, Rich. And Ruth, tell our audience a little bit about the work that you do. So I'm a strengths-based coach, Christian strengths-based coach, and I am uh, excited about the possibility of using the Clifton Strengths Finder to help people tap into who God created them to be. Um, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Very cool. Um, no, tell us more about the Strengths Finder. Um, well, so it's been around for, I mean, a super long time, and it's a beautiful, comprehensive assessment that can be used to not only discover um, what you're good at, so what your strong, uh, strong areas are, but also the conditions that you operate best under. Um, and so you can only imagine that if you knew what you were, the areas that you were strong in, and you knew the conditions um, that you needed uh, in order to tap into that, um, how life could be different. What an awesome tool. I, I imagine if we, I've read, I've read that when we tap into our strengths, we're happier and more fulfilled. Yes. I might've even experienced it if I'm honest. <laughs> I bet you, I bet, I bet, I bet that we've probably experienced you operating in your strengths and that's um, a blessing for us just as much. So, you know, that actually brings up a good point. Um, a strength is a strength when it not only um, is fulfilling for you and energizes you and brings you, you know, all that um, optimal living, but also it's the flip side. It's when um, others, when they experience you, they leave having been with you feeling better about themselves. Yeah. And that, I love the way you frame that. And so if there's anyone in the audience who has problems with the, the G word, you know, that's just a great way, you know, if, if you don't think much of like, if God doesn't mean much to you, it's, you can just think of it as the difference that you make in that, the, the wider society, the wider reality, that connection to everything else. Super cool. How did your heart lead you into the work that you do? So um, I love to answer that kind of question by referring actually to what my husband always says, if he's with me and somebody asks me that question, he pipes in very quickly and he said, she's been doing that for as long as I've known her. And the truth is we're high school sweethearts. So that's been a long time. We've oh, been married so cool. 40 years. Yeah. So um, really it's just, uh, he's over the 40 years witnessed time and time again, where, um, I've had the opportunity and the privilege to listen uh, to people when they share, um, you know, sometimes tragic stories. I mean, literally I could be in the grocery store. I could be getting gas. I could be, I mean, it's anything, but it's, um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think, you know, you're operating in your giftedness when people are attracted to that in you. And so I'm a good listener and, um, and I have an ability to really understand and connect with people and like legitimately getting my deli meat, the, clerk will and I will have will go like from zero to 30 seconds as deep as deep could be and yeah, yeah, yeah. my wife likes to say that I'm I'm the secret town mayor yes <laughs> well so you can appreciate that and so can Absolutely. your wife right like you, right? you know like for some of us making that connection is really important yeah yeah yes well I mean that's you know from the beginning and I can even remember back um even before I was married I mean some of my fondest memories were 
those times when my friends would seek me out because I was a good listener. And so they, we would sit and they would share and we would together work through really hard stuff. And um, that hasn't changed. That's how I do it. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, it sounds like it's where your strength is and you really love it. I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I think probably in addition to just that um, ability to listen and to uh, understand. Um, I have this other, you know, kind of quirky thing about me that uh, I get impatient. Um, uh, I have activator in my top five. And so I get a little bit impatient and about if there isn't something that I need or that I want, I just go ahead and start it. And I invite people to come with me. Um, and the same thing goes with uh, like, if there's something that I want to know, um, I go and I learn all about it and then I create a workshop around it. Um, and I think that coupled with uh, just that natural inclination towards listening and understanding has really led me to what I'm doing right now. Um, for the past almost 25 years now, I've been working in women's ministry. And um, so working with women for as long as I have, I've noticed um, some patterns with us. Um, and yeah, so tell me about the patterns. I'm the patterns. Yeah. So again, working, um, with women, it's just been a huge privilege, but some of the patterns I've noticed, one of the biggest things is, um, um, we tend to go all in, in, and I'm not saying that men don't do this either, but, um, this is, I think maybe what makes men and women a little bit different in how we do it is. We like go all in um, on, it could be a relationship, it could be a project, it could be whatever it is, but we go all in and I'm going to say relationships. Um, and then uh, to the point though, that we lose track of ourselves. Does that make sense? Like we lose track of who we are, who we were created to be, because we're engulfed in, um, maybe it's the kids, maybe it's um, our boyfriend, maybe it's our spouse, whatever that is though, it's, we dive headlong into it. And, um, I think that we get lost and lose touch with who we were created to be. And so, I don't know so what's the outcome. Like when, you know, when somebody's dives in on that level and they're really all in and they're juggling all those balls or spinning the plates or whatever metaphor you want to use there. Yeah. And how, what, what's the outcome of sort of losing touch with yourself? What happens there? What are the symptoms is really what I want to ask. Oh, I'm really glad that you asked me that question. Um, so the symptoms, the symptoms are, um, uh, could be a lack of confidence. It could be um, a feeling of what's, what's the point. It could be like, okay, what am, where am I? What am I doing? It's like this swirling feeling, um, lack of direction, and for sure, a big fat lack of purpose. And I, you know, it's just been my observation that when women lose sight of who they were created to be, that's, that's our pathway to discovering our purpose. So when we know, and this is where the Clifton strengths comes in is that, you know, when, when you know what you were created to be, meaning, um, you know, what you're good at, um, it makes it a lot easier to discover what your purpose is. For example, um, you know, somebody that might have high strategic thinking themes, um, it's going to be, you know, um, this, this big thinker, this idea person, 
Um, whereas maybe the relationship oriented themes are going to be the glue, right? That keeps mm -hmm. everything together. Mm -hmm. And so um, if let's just say, for instance, I'm the relationship person, but I see Susie Homemaker next to me, who is a strategic thinker, and she's got all these, these great plans about how she's operating her house and all that kind of thing. And, and here I am all I, I'm, I'm really happy with my tribe right here inside my home. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to start to doubt myself. Got I'm going to start to look at her and think, gosh, she's got so much more going on over there. I really want to be Susie Homemaker. That's kind of what we see on social media a lot right now. And it sounds like what's happening is because we lose touch with ourselves, with our sense of purpose, as you described it. We start comparing how we're feeling on the inside to all that stuff that a lot of which is contrived, uh, all those outsides that people are showing. And, you know, for our audience, I just want to talk about this purpose thing, you know, it, um, if you, you know, if you clearly, if you have a God perspective, you believe that you were fearfully and wonderfully made and you have a specific purpose and a fit, but you know, we could go look at this also from a strictly genetic point of view. I've got a couple of dogs. One of them's a golden retriever and he, there've been generations of his breed that have been bred for two things. One is as in the name to retrieve, but the other is to be like my emotional, he is my emotional crutch. So if I'm in here doing an interview with someone, he'll start putting his head in my lap if I get a little anxious. He's like, oh, you seem a little anxious. You need to pet me. But also he gets anxious with me. Those are like the two things. Mm -hmm. And when he is either retrieving or making someone feel better, he feels good. And that's because he was specifically bred for that. Now, as mm -hmm. human beings, we may or may not, if you, if you have a God slant on this, you probably believe you're specifically bred for something. If you're not so sure about that, you're still a slave to your genes. You're still a slave to your culture. I'm using slave loosely here because we do have free will. We do have choice. You know, you're, you're still influenced by the family you were raised in. And there is still going to be something that you can do in this world that you are perfectly suited for, even if you're part of a broad category of people, you know, even if you're an engineer and all engineers uh, do certain things, there's certain types of work that you're going to be better at than other people because of all those influences, your specific genetic matrix and all, all the things that have been going on. And there's going to be something that you do better than all of them. You may not do mm -hmm. what they do as well, but there's something mm -hmm. you're going to do better than all of them. And it's going to fulfill the heck out of you. Mm -hmm. And it's the thing that's going to make the broadest difference, the biggest ripple, positive or negative, depending mm -hmm. on how you use your superpower. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you, I love all those um, examples that you just gave. Um, one of the things that I love about the Clifton Strengths is that it is neutral. It isn't, um, it isn't God-centered, right? Um, it can point us to God 100%. But the cool thing about it is it's a neutral language. It's science, math, right? And so you go into there and you know that not one in 476 trillion people has your top 10 strengths in your same order. Mm -hmm. That's mind blowing. It is like snowflakes. Yeah. And so you take that into consideration. Okay. Not one in 476 trillion people has my top 10. Well, gosh, add to that your family of origin, life experience, all of that. And so here's the thing you talk about snowflake. That's, that's you. And so I like to um, think of it also in terms of this giant world puzzle. 
and we've each been given a piece. And the puzzle won't be complete unless we understand what our piece is and we can uh, bring it with us and put it into play. And that's when we see that optimal life. That's when we see the, the teamwork and the synergy, which, you know, God or no go, God, I mean, we're all drawn to this idea of being able to be the best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And to live that out in an optimal way. And so how best to do that, but to understand what we do well and let that influence our actions as opposed to always weakness-minded. Yeah. And so what I want you, the listener, to get here is whether you have a God perspective or an atheist or an agnostic perspective, there is something that you, there's like a lock that you're the perfect key for. And when you're in that lock, you will feel better than when you're not or when you're in a lock that's not quite the right fit. I mean, the statistics show that 70% of Americans are unhappy at work. Right. And, and so this is as simple as you could be part of that 30 percent, you know, that 30 percent that are doing something for money that feels good to them. Um, so what we were talking about was Ruth was telling us all about what happens when we're out of alignment with our strengths. So, Ruth, you, you, you find someone who's out of alignment with their strengths. What's the next step? So the next step I would be to take the assessment. And then again, remembering that in that assessment, the report, it's a robust report that you'll get back. Um, but it, it contained in that report is robust. all that. I love that word, yeah. robust. <laughs> robust means there's gonna be a lot of stuff in there, folks. <laughs> good stuff, good, good stuff. And um, opportunities, opportunities mm. for learning and growing. And if that's your, you know, if that's your thing, if you love to learn and grow and understand more about yourself, it's chock full of it. And Mm -hmm. so as a coach, we take that and remember, it's not just telling us what we're uh, good at, what we're strong in, but it's also informing the conditions that we operate best under. So you can imagine that in a family, at the workplace, on a team of any kind, Um, to be able to understand the conditions that you need to operate at your strengths Mm -hmm. is key. Um, And then what we do as um, with my, what I do with my clients is then we move on to uh, discovering those conditions, but also creating strategies that help them create the conditions for themselves so that they're not at the mercy of circumstances or other people. Right. And that's so important. You know, like we've, we've gone through a lot of circumstances that people feel like they're at the mercy of. And this thing of having some clarity about where your strengths are and what you can lean into is so important. We've got a program that actually we launched this week, as you and I are speaking, by the time people hear this, it's already going to be running called the master plan program, where we look at 12 life areas, six of them are internal, you know, uh, how are you caring for your body, your emotional intelligence, your intellect, your spirit, your how in touch with your, your values and principles um, and your sense of mission and purpose. And then on the outside, your partnerships, extended family, community, uh, work, finances and lifestyle. And we're gonna take that strengths finder and use that as a lens in those areas. It's, cool. it's so powerful. That's so I'd amazing. love to know more about um, the work that you're doing with women. So you, you have them, you get with these women, they find you, obviously, uh, yeah. they take the strengths finder and what's next. So again, so there's kind of like three steps. Um, it's a discovery process. So we go through and we discover 
um, what those strengths are, what they even mean. And then we go to work developing them. And then um, together we create those strategies where they can dance and they and, dance. And, uh, and how do you support them in that journey once you have the strategy? Uh, um, do you mean that, tell me, say a little bit you, more. You've about made that. the strategy, what comes next? Oh, um, well so you've then- you got like this roadmap. Oh yeah, I mean, my favorite thing to do is to help them reconnect and then to, again, walk with them these women walk with women and their families as we implement them. And so I act as support, challenge, perspective, um, accountability. And um, it's always important. And I believe in just, again, my experience that when um, a woman has someone that walks with her in a, a, a space of non-judgment, but only seeing what's best and what's possible, um, and drawing her into that, I mean, uh, the sky's the limit. I'm going to say amen to that. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. So how can people find you, Ruth? So they can find me at Ruth at RuthO'Neill.com. So it's RuthO'Neill.com. Um, they can email me at Ruth at RuthO'Neill.com. Um, so you can uh, go to my website and there's a place, you know, in there that you can kind of reach out to me. But also, I mean, they're free to just email me directly, uh, Ruth at RuthO'Neill.com. And I would and love is to that. Have... Is that only women, women and men? No, it's, it, I do have male clients also. I say my favorite thing to, uh, you know, to do is to help women reconnect with who they were created to be. Um, Cause I do find that men typically have a pretty good understanding and, um, and, and typically what they um need is again, you know, accountability, a partner that's going to be yeah. able to help them track um, where women um, tend to lose themselves. So, yeah. 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 This master plan program, I do couples work and the master plan program came out of the realization that very often when there's tension in a relationship, it's because one or both people have lost touch with their sense of purpose or mission. And then naturally the you know, they, it brings up tension in the relationship. And when both people yeah. are feeling like they're on track, you know, the, the relationship may not be perfect, but at least there, there isn't that extra friction. You know, sometimes when both people are on track, they're still leading parallel lives and they need to work on reestablishing that connection. But if they're feeling fulfilled in their individual lives and have some sense of connection mm -hmm. to each other, it's not so challenging. Well, I'm super excited to hear though, that you're going to use that strengths finder. Well, the, uh, the Clifton strengths, because, um, Again, the nature of the neutral language, it gives the couple something to communicate through mm -hmm. um, when, if they happen to be in conflict or, I mean, conflict is inevitable, right? So it gives them this neutral language and an it's understanding. It's not only inevitable, it is necessary. <laughs> amen. I'll yeah. say amen to that. Right. You know, I'm, right. like what we mean by that is there's destructive conflict, which none of us really want to get into, but then there's, yeah. there's always difference and resolution of difference in any form could be called conflict, even if it isn't. Rah! Right, <laughs> you know? right. Like, and really, when relationships work, it's because we're resolving differences. Yeah. And how beautiful is that, right? To be able, again, to have that language that's safe because it's neutral. It's not yours. It's not mine. It's this other thing that we can meet on. Um, and that I found that in working with couples also being able to, um, um, you know, have it not be a, so personal because it's neutral. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, what is the legacy you want to leave behind? I knew you're going to ask me that. So, um, 
And I, and I've thought about it, but I also, it's something that I um, love to ponder all the time anyway. And because as you, a coach, you probably think about it often and how, how you want to live and be intentional about that um, is that really, I think um, anybody who spends time with me would be better for having spent that time, but also have a profound sense of their worth, a profound sense of um, that the road to fulfillment is um, a deeper understanding of themselves. I feel like that every time I talk to you. Yay. You're already there. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's good. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I have actually another question or two. I, I, while yeah. you were saying that, I, I was thinking, hmm. So Ruth, what do you think yes. your purpose is? Um, exactly what I'm doing right now. I, I, am, I know for a fact that I was called into this time in history to bring clarity. You're going to summarize it into one or two sentences. How would you? How would you? Clarity, courage, encouragement, hope, and love of others, and to inspire that to be what gets passed forward. Mm, sweet. Yeah. Sweet. And um, you, you know, in case anyone's listening and wondering why do we care so much about purpose, it isn't just like what rings your bell, it also gives you a sense of where you're going. So I, let me ask this last question, if it's okay. Sure. So the last question would be, how has your sense of purpose influenced your sense of mission, like where you're moving forward to in your life? I couldn't be more happy that you asked me that question because it all ties together. I truly believe that our purpose is to discover and understand who we are. Mm -hmm. so that we can take that into whatever mission we might be entering into. It could be work. It could be family, could be church, could not be, I mean, anything, but it's when you know who you are and you've discovered how to tap into that more effectively, you can go into any mission and be, and have an amazing impact. Mm -hmm. And folks, that sense of, you, you may have heard in previous shows, that sense of mission, that sense of knowing who you are, that sense of knowing what your unique purpose is, those are kind of really key in resilience. You know, if you have those things in place, an idea of where you come from, what you're best at, what your sense of mission is, and if you built habits uh, around those things, you're going to rock through just about anything. Yeah. Yeah. So cool to have you. Yeah, it was so good to be here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, I really any, appreciate any it. Any final words for our audience? Uh, be who you were created to be and you will set the world on fire. It sounds like an old army commercial. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> be all that you can be, join the <laughs> army. Oh, we'll, leave out the we'll leave out the last part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. You're welcome.